Welcome to Creepy Cases and Spooky Spaces. I'm your host, Cassiopeia. You can find new episodes every Friday on your favorite podcast platform. And don't forget to follow along on Instagram and Facebook for all future updates at creepycases.spookyspaces. Due to the nature of this show, some of the details can get pretty graphic, so listener discretion is advised. This week's topic had me a little confused as to whether I should label it under the creepy case files or the spooky space files. Um, To me, it qualifies as a little of both. Um, It's definitely one for my fellow supernatural and paranormal obsessors. A folklore legend that to this day has more questions and theories than it does solid answers. Dating back to its first sighting in the 60s, It was popularized in the 70s when a book was written on the topic connecting its sightings to tragic events. The book was later adapted into a film in 2002 starring Richard Gere. This week's creepy case slash spooky space is none other than the Mothman of Point Pleasant, West Virginia. Point Pleasant is a sleepy little town that almost seems frozen in time. One of those small towns we all kind of wish we could have grown up in, or hope to visit one day, where everyone knows everyone. Located on the Ohio River in West Virginia, it's small town America, where most of its buildings still look like they did in the early 1900s. Full of mom and pop shops, diners, a haunted hotel, which as you know, is my favorite kind of hotel, and a movie theater that dates all the way back to the 1940s. The more I research, the more I want to visit. With only 5,000 residents, culture is thriving with its museums, a state park where the Battle of Point Pleasant actually played out, and a riverfront amphitheater with historic art murals dazzle locals and visitors alike. I may have to do an episode on the Low Hotel that was built in 1901 and located across the street from the Mothman Museum. But let's focus on the reason I began my research on what sounds like an adorable little town. The Mothman. West Virginia is no stranger to inexplicable events with the Flatwoods Monster and Indrid Cold, the Mothman is the most well-known and strangest, according to the folks who live there. The first recorded sighting 
dates back to November 12, 1966, near Clendenin, West Virginia. And Clendenin is actually around 76 miles from Point Pleasant. Five gravediggers were in a cemetery preparing a grave for burial. All five men reported seeing a brown-winged creature taking flight from a nearby tree. While they couldn't really explain exactly what they saw, all of them said it definitely wasn't a bird or a bat. It was a humanoid. The large creature soared over their heads, embarking them in darkness for just a few seconds. Only three days after this, two couples, Roger and Linda Scarberry and Steve and Mary Mallet, from Point Pleasant, reported being followed by a large, flying, man-like creature. They said that it had 10-foot wings and its eyes glowed red while they were driving near a former World War II military munitions site just outside of town. They stated the creature was about six or seven feet tall with white wings, eyes around six inches apart, and it had the the urge, almost the need, to avoid the headlights of the car. They say the creature was able to fly at incredible speeds, exceeding 100 miles per hour, as it chased them to the outskirts of town. It then disappeared into a nearby field. Roger told the Point Pleasant Register that he knew how absurd the whole thing sounded, but insisted it wasn't just his imagination, stating, If I had seen it while by myself, I wouldn't have said anything, but there were four of us who saw it. Reporters were skeptical in the early days of the sightings, and honestly, who could blame them? They did print the description of a man with wings. But after eight more sightings were reported in just three days, the creature was taken more seriously and then dubbed Mothman. Our creepy case continues after a word from our sponsor. It was only a few days later when two volunteer firefighters reported seeing a very large bird with large red eyes. Not long after that report, Newell Partridge, a resident of Salem, West Virginia, claimed he saw strange patterns appearing on his television screen one night followed by a mysterious sound just outside of his home. Upon investigating and shining a flashlight in the direction of the noise, he witnessed two red eyes resembling bicycle reflectors glaring back at him. This is one of the more popular stories as it's believed the Mothman actually took Newell's dog as it turned up missing. 
Mason County Sheriff George Johnson commented that he believed the sightings were just of an unusually large heron he had nicknamed a shite poke. While Robert L. Smith, a wildlife biologist at West Virginia University, told reporters the descriptions all fit the Sandhill Crane, saying that it was not native to the region and mostly unknown to the area. While this explanation could be fitting, the locals felt the bird would definitely have to be deformed. And as someone who lives in an area where sandhill cranes are the norm every day in my neighborhood, I don't think it fits the description very much. Many believed the creature lived in the vacant nuclear power plant, the West Virginia Ordnance Works, more commonly known as the TNT area. An abandoned munitions that, during its operation, manufactured ammunition and dynamite. It's surrounded by dense forests with grassy clearings and thick concrete domes called igloos, which stored gunpowder. The area is full of tunnels, which most have either collapsed, flooded, or have been sealed off. The McClintic Wildlife Management Sanctuary is now in charge of the area. In 1979, reports of chemicals in the ponds left it labeled an environmental disaster, and by 1983, it was among the country's most polluted sites. Sightings of the Mothman would carry on for the next 13 months, often leaving those who witnessed him with a deep, deep sense of dread. Some felt he was an escaped product of a secret government experiment. There have been over a hundred sightings, and some witnesses claimed that they were actually harassed by the quote-unquote men in black who told them not to speak of the creature. The sightings in the Point Pleasant area seemed to abruptly halt on December 15, 1967, just over a year later, after a horrific tragedy struck the area. Traffic on the Silver Bridge was heavy that morning. The bridge, built in 1928 to connect Point Pleasant to Gallipolis, Ohio. The bridge was backed up with cars, placing quite a bit of strain on the structure. The bridge didn't really have a fail-safe. If one part went out, there wasn't really anything to keep the rest of it from falling. And tragically, that's exactly what happened that cold morning. An eye bar near the top of the Ohio side of the bridge cracked, causing the chain to snap and the bridge to collapse. 
Cars and pedestrians fell into the icy waters below. 46 people died by either drowning or being crushed from the wreckage. We'll return to our spooky space right after these words from our sponsors. smell that? The fairies must be whipping up something new over at the Wiccan Fae Candle Nook. The new layered candles are a must-have for any candle lover. You can choose from three scents to create your very own garden soiree or Sunday yummy Sunday. And the options don't stop there. With a wide variety of scent profiles and fun names like Bitch Slap Blue and Chill the Fuck Out, you're bound to find something for everyone. Right now, if you mention the discount code CREEPYSPOOKY at checkout, you can get 10% off your first order. So what are you waiting for? Head on over to pizzaandpigtails.com. Click the link in the left-hand corner and get your hands on your very own Wiccan Fay candle. Many similar creatures have been seen worldwide, and the sightings are very similar to the Mothman in many ways most seeing them prior to horrible disasters. Could these creatures be a warning of what's to come? In Freiburg, Germany, a Mothman-like creature scared away miners shortly before a mine collapse. Another sighting was at the nuclear plant site in Chernobyl. It was reported a creature actually haunted the facilities for a while before the nuclear meltdown. And there were also two photos taken of a Mothman-like creature in New York on 9-11 and multiple sightings before the Minnesota Bridge collapse. Some believe that the Mothman tries to warn people about the disaster or maybe scare them away from the area so they're not hurt. But... Is it only one Mothman traveling the world, or are there multiple of its kind? None of my research showed the Mothman actually hurting or injuring or even touching any of the witnesses. It was more it as if it was chasing them away or, you know, just trying to get them away from the area. They say anyone who gets a close look at the Mothman seems to suffer from extreme fear and psychological distress, lasting months or even years. Some say a sense of pure evil overcomes them when they see his eyes. He can fold his wings in, and he walks with a weird shuffle that has been compared to a penguin. When he flies, he unfolds his wings and shoots straight up with great speed, then levels out. He's rarely been seen flapping his wings. 
According to witnesses, his flight pattern is described as straight up like a helicopter. He can fly much faster than any bird that size should be able to fly. And while sightings of the Mothman have declined since the 1960s, a man who recently moved to Point Pleasant in 2016 spotted a mysterious creature jumping from tree to tree. During an interview, he told local reporters that he was completely unaware of the legend before moving to the area and spotting the Mothman himself. So the different theories are animals, which he is described as bird-like or bat-like, but most say that he's too similar to being human to buy that he's an animal. Plus, I don't know of many birds that stand six to seven feet tall with 10-foot wings. The second theory is a government experiment. Of course, I'm not not really a conspiracy theorist, um, but there are a lot of things the government's doing that we don't know about, so who actually knows the answer to that one? Some believe that it was a prankster who lived in the area, hearing the story from the neighboring town and decided to take it a little further. But with that, I'm not sure how he would create a flying contraption that could just catapult him into the air and actually have him flying behind a car, especially in the 1960s. I know that technology um, was actually pretty big back then, but I'm just not sure there were the resources for that. And then we have our supernatural position. Um, I kind of lean more towards this one as somebody who knows and understands there are things that we can't explain in the world and some things I don't think we'll ever be able to explain. Um, a lot of people think that they're not so much here to scare us, um, but more so warn us. They're not trying to harm us. They're actually trying to save us. And I could see that. I mean, maybe they just don't know how to properly communicate. And so they just use their menacing, terrifying stature <laughs> to keep people away from the areas. But whether the Mothman is real or legend... You can actually still find him to this day in Point Pleasant, West Virginia. There is an entire museum dedicated to the Mothman, along with a 12-foot chrome statue complete with red eyes, and even a Mothman festival that takes place every year on the third weekend in September. And I can tell you that it has definitely been added to my bucket list. 
I would absolutely love to hear your thoughts about um, this creepy, spooky case space. Um, so definitely send me a message, especially people who have who live in the area or if you're from the area, if you knew people who lived in the area at that time, I would love to hear stories and theories and just anything you want to send my way. So go ahead and feel free to um, message me through the anchor fm podcast page um i'm on instagram and facebook at creepycases.spookyspaces or you can actually email me directly as well uh creepycases.spookyspaces at gmail.com until next crime Creepy Cases and Spooky Spaces with Cassiopeia is an Ink and Memory production. Content researched and written by Cassiopeia. Audio editing done by Ink and Memory Productions. You can find new episodes every Friday on Spotify, Google Podcasts, iHeartMedia, or your favorite podcast platform. If you'd like to join the discussion, recommend a creepy case or a spooky space, or join me on a future episode to discuss all of the above, you can reach out through the anchor.fm podcast page. You can send me a message on Instagram and or Facebook at creepycases.spookyspaces, or you can send me an email at creepycases.spookyspaces at gmail.com. If you'd like to help support the podcast, always appreciated, you can do so through the anchor.fm podcast page. <laughs>